we're still looking at leaders back to the heads and rulers, chapter 3, verses 9 to 12. Now do this, the heads of the house of Jacob, the rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and pervert all iniquity, who build up Zion with bloodshed and teach from his iniquity. So the heads judge for a bride, the priests teach for bread, and the prophets divide for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord money? No harm can come of the promise. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple, like the bare bare hills of the earth. Alright. Now, this is similar to that section 1 through 4, because he is condemning the leaders for what in verse 9? Yes, injustice. The very thing they were supposed to be upholding, justice, they hated. And instead, in verse 10, what was their procedure? Build their cities with bloodshed. Yeah. Bloodshed, violence, might makes right, exploitation of others for their own gain. Her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe. Her priests instruct for a price. Her prophets divine for money. Get the picture? <laughs> they, they want Everybody is out for a buck. Even the religious leaders. They do it for, for gain. And uh, yet... They lean on the Lord saying, Oh, is not the Lord in our midst? Calamity will not come upon us. Again, what was their idea? So God's with us. Nothing bad will happen to us. We're God's people. That's such a common misconception. We try to just, you know, claim well, we've got this relationship with God, so everything we're doing is okay. Well, we don't have that relationship with God. We're acting like this. Russ? Didn't God strike people dead in the Old Testament prior to this? Uh, he had done so, yeah. <laughs> Think they should have been a little more careful? <laughs> I mean, we can take the same lesson, but it just seems like it was a little bit more recent. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. They, uh, we, we, what we want to believe is often what we choose to believe. They wanted to think everything was okay with God, and so they convinced themselves that God was happy with them. That's a danger for us as well. And, and as a result of this, you know, they built Zion and Jerusalem with bloodshed and violent injustice. Well, look at what's going to happen. In 12, Zion will be plowed as a field. Jerusalem will become as a heap of ruins. God was going to destroy them by the very violence they used to build themselves up. That was Micah's warning to the people of Jerusalem in his generation. Now, do you know what people did with this prophecy? Verse 12. Do you want to guess? Use it, say, that it would be used for fertility? Because prophets misusing it? No. Are you talking about people in this day or people in this day today? No, how, 
when Micah said this about what was going to happen to Jerusalem and Zion, how did the people react? What did they do with what he said? Laughing. No. They repented. Yes. How do you know? Because Isaiah, Micah, and Hezekiah say Jerusalem or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, look at Jeremiah 26. Jeremiah 26 tells us exactly what happened. Now remember that Micah is preaching to both northern kingdom and southern kingdom. Northern kingdom doesn't listen and they go into captivity. Southern kingdom is badly whipped, but God spares them at the last moment, and Zion and Jerusalem are not destroyed like Micah said they were going to be. Look at Jeremiah 26. This is when they are trying to lynch Jeremiah. And in verse 16 of 26, the officials and all the people said to the priests and to the prophets, no death sentence for this man, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then some of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people, saying, Micah of Morasheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and he spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus the Lord of hosts has said, Zion will be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem will become ruins, and the mountain of the house as the high places of a forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and entreat the favor of the Lord, and the Lord changed his mind about the misfortune which he had pronounced against them? But we are committing a great evil against ourselves. This is a good uh, hundred years later or so. Maybe a little more than that. And, uh, and so, you know, they look back and the people say, we shouldn't kill Jeremiah because back in Micah's day when he prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem, Hezekiah repented and God relented. And so that tells us that actually some people did listen to that message of Micah. Sometimes you think, what you're going to say, nobody will hear. Sometimes it has more effect than you think. And in this case, at least Jerusalem was spared because Hezekiah repented of Micah's message. Comments? Questions? Okay, anything on chapter 3? Alright, that's the judgment section. In three to five. Chapters four and five are 